Hello and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. Exciting crypto asset. That's the topic of today's episode, Ross. We're going to be discussing a crypto project called Polkadot. Don't poke me, Brian. <laughs> Don't poke the bear. <laughs> Polkadot, it's a far-reaching project, Ross, with a lot of aspects to it, a lot of tentacles. It's a beast, so this should be fun. Yes. As a quick reminder that our goal here at the Crypto Masters is to provide the information about crypto assets to help the public decide if it's something they may want to invest in to allow them to do their research on their own. Uh, the information that we provide doesn't focus on short-term price movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. And, you know, we provide information for you, the listeners, to make your own investment decisions. Um, I've said it again, <laughs> or I've said it once and I'll say it again, this is not financial advice. Um, but, yeah, we want to give you the power to, um, you know, make your own decisions Um give you uh, prospective stuff for the long term. So, yeah, Brian, let's get into it. Let's jump into it. So listeners of our podcast have heard us talk about scalability and interoperability. Um, they're buzzwords that you hear a lot. Um, and Polkadot, same is true of Polkadot, it, um, it attempts to address those two issues as well. Project somewhat unique, um, but just so our listeners can put it in a context, on a general level, it does what Ethereum does with smart contracts. It does it very differently, but in the large context, it would go into the same category as Ethereum. It's a platform that to some extent competes with Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Ross, this is a complicated project, but in sort of plain terms, can you tell us about the architecture of Polkadot? Yeah, for sure. So again, we're you know just trying to, especially on a technical perspective, provide just a baseline basic level um of crypto assets so you know we're not going to do a deep dive um i will link you know the white paper and light paper which polka dot provides in the description um so yeah polka dot it's a um basically a network um a collect a collection of separate blockchains um a sharded blockchain um and it allows chains to you know process transactions in parallel um, and they call them the parachains. Um, but yeah, they connect to a central, a central chain called the relay chain. Um, and that's, that's kind of like the core of, um, Polkadot and you can build applications on top of that branch out, um, connect to different other blockchains, especially smart contract, um, based blockchains. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, you know, uh, in essence, a platform to build applications on top of, just like Ethereum or Cardano, which we've uh, mentioned previously. I, I like um, what you did with your hands there um, for our listeners on the podcast who didn't see it. You sort of, uh, one of the graphics that's used on the, I think in the light paper or polka dot, it has the, a, a big circle and, uh -huh. and then coming off of the circle are, are the various parachains. And that's sort of one way maybe you can picture it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, Brian. With the um, circle being the relay chain. Yeah, yeah. That that's that central piece, that relay chain. You'll see that a lot. Um, but yeah, that's the core of Polkadot. It kind of manages the core transactions there, and then things just kind of branch off into those parachains, which I've mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, those parachains have bridges to all sorts of other stuff, to DeFi, to oracles, all sorts of data collection there. Um, and just to quickly mention, you know, on Ethereum and Cardano, there's just, um, you know, they're not called paired chains or, you know, really dApps, but, you know, there's un, an unlimited amount. But on um, Polkadot, it is limited. I think it's roughly 100. Yeah. I think it's something like that. That's what they've they've said. They're going to allow sort of 100 I think they lease to the various parachains. Yeah, yeah, which I think is really cool. You know, if you have um, a D app, for example, running on your chain, let's say they do something that's you know sketchy or malicious, you you basically have a way to you know kick them off your island. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I, I like that that aspect of this ecosystem. So. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the security mechanism for Polkadot blockchain. We talked before about proof of work. Um, is one means of uh, uh, providing security for a blockchain. That's what Bitcoin uses. We've talked about uh, proof of stake, like Cardano. Um, we've talked about Ethereum, who currently, which currently uses proof of work, but is switching to proof of stake. Polkadot uses something called nominated proof of stake, um, and it involves validators, mm-hmm. nominators, collators, and fishermen. Just yeah. kind of interesting. The fishermen. Let me quickly. I like the fishermen. But yeah. Let me, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I let me quickly touch on each of these. Uh, so nominators um, are, are people who select validators. So and and the nominators have to bond some tokens in order to even nominate um, people or nodes to be validators. And then the nominators, if if their validator becomes a validator. Uh, they can share in some of the validators' uh, rewards, but then they're also liable for slashing if the not if the uh, validator that they nominated misbehaves. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so then you can get slashed. You can get slashed. Yeah. So, so that's the nominator. Then the validator, as I mentioned, are um, nominated by the nominators, and if and if they if that node becomes a validator, then they secure the relay chain by staking their dot. Then they validate the proofs. From the collators on the parachains and vote on consensus, consensus along with other validators. All right, so collators is a node that maintains the parachain by collecting the parachain transactions and producing transition proofs for the validators. And then fishermen mm-hmm. are nodes that they're this is kind of interesting. Their job, I've not heard of this before, their job is to monitor the network and look for validators or collators who are misbehaving. And the fishermen, they have to stake a small amount to do that, but they can be rewarded if they find the bad behavior. So they're sort of, I don't know, like cops or police who... Uh, yeah, that's how I think of it. Yeah, yeah who, whose job is to monitor and, and look for misbehaving um, validators. So that's kind of a, 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 you know, it's again, it's complicated. Everything's complicated about and it. If I may, Brian, just jump in there. I think that's such a cool um, aspect of this because... You know, as we all know, people can exploit or um, manipulate the system in the short term, you know, before updates are allowed to, you know, come in. But these fishermen can see that, you know, oh, you've found a way to um, be a bad person or a bad node. So they can quickly intercept those nodes while, you know, yeah. Polkadot community makes up. Well, and I guess then, you know, as a, as a validator, you know, someone's watching you, you know, someone's yeah. looking for you. It's, you know, just like it's. Someone thinking of misbehaving. If they know police are nearby, they're not going to do it. Yeah, presumably. So, yeah, interesting. And then the incentives are there um, 
for the uh, you know for the fishermen to find the bad actors, but also you know the the validators have to stake dot, which we'll talk about, and um, they can get it slashed. You know they're going to lose, going to cost mm-hmm. them if they misbehave. So the incentives are are very interesting. Yeah, for sure, and I think you know that's um, again just to touch on it. That's how this this polka dot ecosystem is work works. That's how nodes are able to basically run and keep it decentralized and keep it up and running. Um, but you're probably asking yourself, okay, this is all great. Um, what's a real world example? Um, and I'm going to touch on Interlay here. So Interlay is a um, you know a project running on Polkadot and it has successfully integrated with Bitcoin. Woohoo! Um, and you're probably wondering, okay, what's the point of this anyway? But if you can integrate, you know, Bitcoin with Polkadot, you're almost giving Bitcoin uh, a way to a way to think, a way to be a brain, in, in a sense. But um, you know, if you connect po- Bitcoin with Polkadot, you can link it up to you know the DeFi space, for instance, um, and that you know again allows you to start earning you know, for example, interest on your Bitcoin. So yeah. very cool. You give you give um, you know something like Bitcoin that's really just a store of value, really some some actionable stuff there. Yeah, it's similar to they wrapped you know the wrapped Bitcoin. That mm-hmm. is used in some of the DeFi projects where you can then get interest on it. It's a, that that is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Let, let's talk about the history of Polkadot a little bit. It okay. went it went live not uh, long ago in uh, May of 2020, but before that, it operated as Kasama, Kasama, Kusama, which was sort of a test net, but not really a test net. So Kasama was the uh, they call it the canary network for Polkadot. And it was an early, early release, unaudited version of the Polkadot software. It was really a way for them to test it out. Um, but then after the uh, main Polkadot went live, Kusama is still um, traded. It's a, it's a top 50 token, and it's traded separately. And if you just want to invest in Kusama, you could do that. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Yeah, for sure. I do like the name Kusama, but I think I prefer <laughs> Polkadot. It's more grabby, more catchy. Um, so one thing too, just to bring it back, um, I feel like I have to touch on this, Brian, just another technical aspect of it. Um, um, but you know, with platforms like this, it's, it's so essential that you get D apps onto it, you know, more transactions, pump your price up, makes this thing more legitimate, you know? So, um, I want to touch on substrate, which is, um, you know, a framework for building decentralized, um, systems, um, cryptocurrencies, um, and that's what Polkadot is built with. But so from a developer's perspective, having an easy to use framework is amazing. Like for, for example, in cryptocurrency, you have to do, um, you know, writing back to the, um, you know, the ledger. Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't want to write that from scratch. So if you have a framework that you can just plug in real quick, um, basically call a function, you know, say, Hey, write this data back to this ledger. Um, in an easy way that that just makes it so easy for dApp developers um, to move on to this space um, and to kind of relate it back to a real world example say you um, are a clothing company and you want to sell t-shirts um, so you have a logo that you want to print on t-shirts well are you going to build a um, you know a, a warehouse or a, a t-shirt making machine from scratch no you're probably going to um, either buy something or find a vendor that can do that for you so that that's kind of what a framework does. It's um, you know, people have already um traveled this road. It's just making you easier to walk along it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that clears that up. Well, I don't know that much about substrate, but I know it's an important part of uh, what makes up polka dots. So thanks for for that explanation. All right. Let's talk about the polka dot token. It's called dot. D-O-T is the symbol. Um, Dot's used for governance and voting on the protocols. Uh, It's also mentioned for the staking, as we mentioned earlier, and it's used for bonding. Um, new parachains are required to use DOT tokens as, as a type of bond and, or as a type of rent. Um, and the parachains then lease the connection space to the relay chain or lease it from the relay chain. Mm-hmm. So the DOT token, as uh, probably everybody knows, has uh, soared up the, uh, the charts of yeah. the market cap. It's now number four at the time of this podcast. It's on a lot of exchanges, including Binance. Uh, but for those countries without access to Binance, like the U.S., it's it's not as easy. It is listed on Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Americans who want to buy DOT, that's probably the easiest way to get it. Uh, there's a total supply of just over 1 billion DOT, and there are over 950 million in circulation. So not, not a lot of deflation left. Yeah, and I, you know, I've had my eye on this all of... Uh or second half of 2020 polka dot and it's just <laughs> every time i check coin market cap it's just climbing 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 so yeah this thing has got some momentum yep um yeah let me talk about some of the projects that are listed on yep. polka dot um so there's edgeware um that's a smart contract platform um i'm gonna butcher some of these names so just be prepared um one is kalupu which is a self-upgrading blockchain with a forkless design. Um, awesome website. I'll link it down. It's just really cool. Okay. Um, as someone that used to be in web development, I, I love a good website. So um, help me with this pronunciation, Brian. Acropolis? I think, I think it's that Acropolis. Right? Acropolis. There you go. Failed. <laughs> Failed. Um, yep, that's a DeFi token that integrates with um, other DeFi tokens. DeFi so hot right now yeah um ocean protocol it's a data token and that's all about um you know exchanging data securely which is pretty cool got a a lot of cool um javascript and python libraries out there that i want to explore later yeah a lot lot of people are a bit are high on ocean protocol oh yeah um origin trail blockchain protocol for supply chains um this one's pretty cool it got an award from um uh, walmart may have heard of them and it's partnered with you know, companies such as Oracle, you may have heard of them. Um, <laughs> Rio Chain, another DeFi token. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff running on here. All right. Well, we always talk about the team behind uh, these projects, Ross. Do you want to mention there's a there's a big name behind uh, Polkadot? Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, um, maybe I should have saved my have you heard of him joke for this one, but um, Dr. Gavin Wood, have you heard of him? Yeah, <laughs> just uh, one of the founding members of Ethereum. has done a lot in the crypto industry, um, but um, Solidity created that programming language um, used in Ethereum. and um, That looks good on your resume. Looks pretty <laughs> solid. Co- co-founder of Ethereum and developer <laughs> of Solidity. Not, not, not too bad. Yeah, so he brings a lot of credibility to this project. Yeah. You put that name on it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think if, it's good. If you're in crypto um, and Dr. Gavin Wood calls, you take the call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put down your phone call with the mayor and you answer Gavin Wood's call. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he brought a lot of credibility to it, you know, well before it was even launched and people were talking about it. And it's just been amazing. 
All right, let me sure. let me mention quickly uh, something about the bridges because we talked about the the relay chain that's in the middle of all of the all the parachains, mm-hmm. um, but Polkadot also uses bridges. So the parachains aren't the only way for blockchains to connect to the relay chain. So you mentioned all those projects. That, those are parachains. They're sort mm-hmm. of directly connected to the relay chain. But another way um, that uh, blockchains can connect to the relay chain is through something called bridges. So, for example, like you mentioned Bitcoin or Ethereum, they're not parachains, right? They're their own blockchains, but they can connect to Polkadot by use of a bridge. So that's interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I know that Chainx um, is a project that, that's used as a bridge to Polkadot. I'm not sure, actually, if it's the only bridge or if there are going to be others, but uh, Chainx, and then, you know, it's got its own token out there. I think it's PCX. I actually own a little bit. Mm, um, yeah, I remember you told me about this one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I put that in a bag a while ago, and I'm just letting it sit until um, till perhaps this project takes off. Anything more, Ross? I mean, uh, Polkadot is uh, uh, very complicated. I do encourage people to uh, who, who want a deeper dive to go down below and look at your links to the uh, white paper and the light paper, because that's yeah. where they get the more information uh, you know, we, we, we can't get into all the detail on here. Anything else you wanted to add or you want to get into final thoughts? No, I think it's final thoughts time. Um, but yeah, I second Brian's motion for, you know, go look at that light paper, um, dive into the white paper, a lot of good stuff there and on their website. Um, but yeah, Brian, this one as an Ethereum and Cardano fanboy, this one scares me. <laughs> um, it makes me want to, you know, diversify my Ethereum holdings into this project. Um, yeah, it, it's it's scary. Um, the people behind it, um, the the parachains or dApps that are on it already, um, and what seems to be like an easy way to integrate to um, Polkadot. You know, if you're already on Cardano or Ethereum, um, yeah, this one's got me wanting to move some assets that way. Um, yeah, it's and and it's just skyrocketed in 2020, which just shows. There's a lot of people behind it. Um, and, and in 2021, I mean, it's, it's been going up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if it, I will not be surprised if it doesn't, you know, pass Ripple, um, especially with what's going on with Ripple right now. But being number three very soon, I could see it. But yeah, this is, this one's, um, yeah, it's solid. I really like it. I really like it. Um, and just to mention, you know, I don't think, um, this is my opinion. I don't think, you know, Polkadot's going to dethrone Ethereum and Polkadot's going to be the only um, platform out there. Um, you know, I think there is room for, you know, a top five or ten platforms, you know, to run off of. But, um, yeah, this one's definitely going to take some of Ethereum 2.0's thunder, I think. But yeah. I don't know. What, what are your final thoughts, Brian? Well, my... Final thoughts are going to be brief because I don't want to uh, repeat everything you said, but I, I, I agree with what you said because uh, this thing just looks like um, it looks like an evolution. You know what I mean? It's um, it, it's it's very impressive the way they've rolled it out. Uh, it's very impressive the way they've had interesting projects already want to be a part of it and already connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they stubbed their toe a little bit um, pre-launch, um, you know, with uh, you know some things that were discovered on the test net kind of thing. But that's what they're for. So 
you know, you can't hold that against it. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they rolled it out in a very impressive fashion. You know, my only concern, I think it's the same as yours. And that is competition. It is yeah. fierce in, in, in this market. Um, cause I, with you, I put them in the same category as Ethereum and Cardano and some of these other great projects. And it's just, and I agree also, uh, there's not going to be one winner, one, one man standing. It's not a zero sum game, but as an investor in those other projects, this is an eye opener. I feel like I need to diversify by being into this project and, and I am. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just really interesting, but no matter what, it's a great thing about, it's great for crypto and it's a great thing about the crypto world is you just keep having smart people just keep making it better. I mean, uh, you know, th this is just a step forward. It's competition is great. It's going to make everybody else up their game and it just is good for crypto. So, oh, absolutely. I always, you know, in the competition and business reference, yeah. I always like to point to if you go to New York and you have New York pizza, it, it's awesome. You know, there's so many pizza shops around the corner. If you want to survive in New York, you have to make at least decent pizza. But, um, you know, compared to, you know, somewhere in Georgia or something like the rural town, one pizza shop, it's probably not going to be as good as that mediocre pizza in New York. So yeah. competition is good. Well, maybe we'll end on the note with polka dot raising the bar. Oh, How about that. Okay. All I right. like the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been another podcast from the crypto masters. We hope you'll come back next week. That's right. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, it, get us, you know, download us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.